Hi, my name is Maddie, and today I'm going to be speaking about immigration on the Global Scholars podcast. Immigration, it's a pretty heated topic, right? Especially with Latin American citizens coming to the United States. It seems like nowadays everyone has formed their own opinion on the issue, but we have all developed them so much that we neglect to look at the information on the other side. I believe, believe immigration is a right that everyone should have in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Article 13 states, quote, 1. Everyone has the right to freedom and of movement and residence within borders of each state. 2. Everyone has the right to leave any country, including his own, and return to his country, end quote. If this is a human right, why are we having such a heated debate about it? Immigration is no mean feat. I mean, people are willing to give up their livelihood to seek refuge in a country like the United States. The real question is why? We spend too much time listening to mainstream media and what they have to say on the issue, that we often neglect the people who are taking the risk. Immigration has only really been highlighted in the uprising of Trump and his crackdown on immigration in the United States. When he talks on the issue, he claims that these immigrants are only coming to Mexico, coming from Mexico. When this is a completely false statement, people are coming from all around South America and the world to the United States, border for a prospect of a better life. Why are these people willing to give up everything to make the journey to the United States? And how does the process of their immigration work? The main question is why do these people come to the United States? People from all around the world have come to America to see a better life. As Americans, we tend to focus on what this means for America, and never really on why people choose to leave everything behind. In search for a place where the grass might be greener. These people are coming to the U.S., for one, undocumented, and from the moment they step foot in the U.S., they risk being caught and most likely deported. Many people would say that South Americans are coming to America in the search for the American dream. However, in most circumstances, this is not the case. About 11.6 million South American immigrants now call the United States home, and they're all here legally. South Americans make up one-fourth of the immigrant population in America. Immigrant Connect Chicago notes some main reasons why people in South America will immigrate. These being, the U.S. has better health care than South America, a better quality of education, and there were already a large population of South Americans in, America, in North America. Therefore, these immigrants will not lose a sense of their cultures. Some families decide to immigrate to America because they want to reconnect with family who has already immigrated here. The U.S. also has better job opportunities, better pay, and better working conditions. The U.S. also has lower crime rates than some areas in South America. These crimes being drug trafficking and human trafficking, along with many others. Poverty in South America is still on a high, with high rates of unemployment. This is one of the main reasons why people will come and seek refuge in the United States. There also have been shortages of water due to climate hazards in South America. These people will see these problems firsthand and realize that it's worth giving up their whole lives to have a chance at a better life. After reading Who's Really Crossing the Border, the U.S.-Mexican Border, an article by Forbes, I came across a few things I didn't know 
about the locations of immigrants coming to the United States. What tends to be overlooked in the topic of immigration are who are these people? The president has used, frequently used the term Mexicans to describe this group. However, mainstream media and government in the U.S. Have, haven't done is place a real face to who these immigrants really are. So who are these people willing to risk their lives in a pursuit for a better life? Although in recent years the border crisis has been brought up frequently, the number of people crossing the border has actually dropped. Overall, this is good news for both sides. The U.S. has less illegal immigrants coming into the country, and the economy of Mexico is improving. The population growth is decreasing, which is leading to more opportunities opening up for the youth who are the people who are most likely to immigrate. This shift in immigration now looks at Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador rather than Mexico as people coming to the United States. These countries are smaller, so the flow of immigrants is less and is moving at a slower rate. The current president of the United States has placed a hard attack on immigration, and this is good for the present, but in long term, the numbers will stay the same unless there are real laws changed. No one can see into the future, so we don't really know what's going to happen with immigration, but we have some current assumptions. The administration is doing things like keeping up scare tactics and harsh border wall protection. This is good for both sides. However, we need real laws. It does take a lot of money for people to get to the border. Average wages in these countries range from around 100 US dollars to about $150. But places like Guatemala, Andreas, and El Salvador are farther away from Mexico, and these immigrants have the hurdle of paying their way to the border. Earning $100 and $350 isn't much, so people have to save up their money for quite a while to even make the journey. A lot of work that is done in these countries are coming from non-stable jobs, which means there are really no predictions of how long it can take someone to save money to come to the United States. Making some people's dreams of coming to the U.S. is just too far out of reach. These people also have to worry about the journey that lies ahead. If they run out of money before they get to the border, they're going to have no money to get back where they started, meaning that these people will have just given up everything for the chance to live in a stable country. And for these South Americans, the pros can outweigh the cons. So now the question is, what is the journey like getting these immigrants to call the U.S. home? John Moore is a photographer for Getty Images. He has spent years journaling immigrant stories and experiencing their journeys firsthand. He has seen many immigrants traveling on rivers, on top of freight trains, and by foot or bus to get to the U.S. border. Immigrants on top of freight trains face one of the biggest risks of all, as they could be fined or arrested. Yet all these immigrants face the danger of law enforcement. Many immigrants run out of money on the journey, as I stated before, and find themselves stealing for their families. Some people don't even make it to the border because they run out of money, or some even die before they get there. This death isn't because of old age. It's because of the danger that they face. Seeing the pictures that John Moore took really set in what the journey really looks like. These people are living in complete states of poverty. 
Many of the pitches you would see if you, many of these pitches he took are like the pitches you see if you Google searched for poverty. These immigrants are coming from nothing. When they decide to make their journey, they must give up their job. They must sell their homes and their prized possessions to even have the chance of getting to the border. This makes this immigration so risky. Immigration differs from person to person. Some people see these immigrants as drug-trading criminals, and others see them as hard-working families doing whatever they can to have the best possible outcome in life. The facts state that the U in the U.S., as of March 2017, illegal immigrants make up 11%, sorry, 11 million of the people living in the U.S. Society can't possibly decide what makes an immigrant, as they have to look at 11 million individual people. Unlike contrary opinions, Mexicans aren't the only people that makes make up the illegal. Mexicans and South Americans aren't the only people who make up this U.S. illegal immigrant mass. People come from other countries, which consist of Guatemala, El Salvador, like I said before, China, India, Korea, the Philippines, Ecuador, Colombia, and many others. These countries are from all around the world, provoking, sorry, proving that immigration is a problem that wouldn't be fixed by a wall. In fact, it goes far beyond it. To really tackle immigration, you have to make a specific plan for each country. A way that the U.S. will be able to scare off people from doing this is making it so there are no holes in the law. However, the fact is that these people that these people enter the country illegally. Some people already see them as bad guys. They are correct in the fact that coming into the country undocumented is illegal. However, it is most likely that they committed a, long, a crime a long, a long time ago, or their ancestors committed it long before they set foot on the earth. This connects to people that are suffering with the DACA issue when their parents have already brought them here and they only know the U.S. as their home. Moreover, these people are most likely make up 60% of the good tax-paying citizens that are illegal immigrants in America. Therefore, they should be treated as such. Some of these immigrants have parents that are here illegally, but they are U.S. citizens as they were born on U.S. tough. These situations have caused constant uproar in the political and media arena and will be continued to be fought throughout the future. In this article, I was able to read about the story of Lydia. Her last name was not used to protect her identity. She lives in Los Angeles and owns a jewelry store. She crossed the border in 1988. She's been protected by Obama over one of his many illegal immigration laws that protect people who are in the United States and have committed no major crimes. She lives with her husband and has successfully raised four children. She also has been able to buy a house, pay off the mortgage, and has now owned a second home so that her family can make a profit off of it. Lydia is a prime example of most people coming into the United States undocumented. She is a citizen of the U.S. Thus, she abides by the rules that our government believes should be upheld. Therefore, she really presents no harm 
and is the best example of what an undocumented immigrant in the U.S. looks like. Being undocumented in the U.S. is hard enough, but finding a decent paying job where one will not have to share any of their personal details is the goal of undocumented immigrants, and it is extremely hard. A highly common job is in the beauty industry. 12% of the immigrants who work in the beauty industry are undocumented. Immigrants also make up 63% of the beauty industry. They find jobs in supermarket checkouts, weighing fruits and vegetables, stacking shelves, and making sure that the produce in the supermarket is selling and is fresh. Immigrants make up 60% of this industry. Both the beauty industry and the supermarket industry rely on immigrants to make up over half their workforce. Other jobs that are in the same situations are plasterers and masons, sewing machine operators, and farm workers. The jobs that have been listed so far share a common aspect, as they are all low-paying jobs, most of which being paid around $10 an hour, the highest being paid around $20 per hour. This is because many low-paying jobs don't require, certif- require certification. And for an undocumented immigrant, this is the perfect kind of job. This can possibly be placing these immigrants into poverty. However, this life in poverty in America is very different from what it would have been like in every other country they came from. In, from the country they came from. There are other jobs that undocumented immigrants hold, such as nannies, maids, and houseworkers. These jobs are very popular along, among immigrants, both undocumented and documented. In 2014, a survey took place in the U.S. workforce and found that 5% of the workforce were undocumented immigrants. In this article, the fact was highlighted that the number of undocumented immigrants in the U.S. workforce have decreased, which is overall a good thing for both parties. Without immigrants in the U.S., the workforce would shrink dramatically over the next 20 years, says Blanco. The information that I just read came from the ideas of Octavio Blanco from CNN Money. I think that people need to understand the journey of immigration on both sides before they can make a valid opinion on the issue. If we decide to work together, I can see this issue being fixed and possibly eradicated. Immigration is a right. Everyone has the right to get out of poverty.